0: chapter ten of around the world with the children by frank g carpenter this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by betty b the american indians everybody has heard of the indians at one time they were the only race of people living in north and south america they had those two great continents to themselves and they did not know there were any other lands the people of the other races did not know that there were any red people They did not even know that there were any such continents as North and South America. At length, some of the white people in Europe began to think that the Atlantic Ocean might reach on and on around the Earth until it came to Asia. Columbus thought so, and he resolved to go to Asia that way. So he set out from Europe in ships to cross the Atlantic Ocean. He did not reach Asia, but he discovered America. He found men, women, and children who had reddish-brown skin, he called them indians because he thought that the land to which he had come was in india or near it india is a part of the continent of asia there was great excitement when columbus went back to europe and told about his new way of going to asia other explorers sailed across the atlantic and by and by they found that columbus was mistaken and that america was not part of asia but that it was a great new and rich country Many people wanted to get some of the rich new lands for themselves. They sailed across the ocean and fought with the Indians. They took the lands of the Red Men and drove them farther back into the great forests. More and more white men came, and the Red Men were driven back until they had but little land left. Some of the Indians in our country now have farms of their own, and others live on tracts of land which our government has set apart for them little wolf hummingbird and bald eagle in our travels among the indians we shall first visit some who are living in the northern part of north america much as the red men lived there when columbus discovered the new world these indians get their living by hunting and fishing they shoot or trap wild animals and sell skins and furs to the traders who come there to buy them the traders bring guns and kettles and other things that the indians want And they carry back the skins and furs which the indians have to sell we are now near a camp of indian tents where several children are playing at building a home they have cut a dozen long poles from a thicket and have driven them into the ground around the edge of a circle they have leaned the tops of the poles against one another and have tied a string around them where they cross they have stretched skins over the poles leaving an opening in front for a door this is their tent it has a fire-hole in the centre we stop to talk with the boys the largest one tells us his name is bald eagle and that he is ten years old he is not at all backward he pushes towards us a boy of eight whom he calls little wolf and also a girl named hummingbird the children are different from any we have yet seen their skin is the colour of copper their faces are fine-looking with high cheekbones and large noses they have bright black eyes and their long coarse black hair hangs down upon their shoulders these little indians are dressed in the skins of wild animals bald eagle has on a deerskin shirt outside trousers it reaches from his neck almost to his knees his trousers are trimmed with bird feathers they fit tight he has also soft moccasins or shoes of deerskin covered with beads the shoes fit his feet like stockings and he makes no noise when he walks little wolf's trousers are embroidered with red and white quills and he has a fringe of leather about the lower edge of his shirt hummingbird looks very pretty in the long coat of soft deerskin which falls from her neck almost to her feet her coat has elk teeth sewed to it and there is a fringe around the bottom her moccasins are made of the skin of a fawn and trimmed with blue and red beads Her long black hair is parted and it hangs in two heavy braids in front of her shoulders. The Indian girl brings out her best doll to show us. It is cut out of wood and has a face painted upon it. Its clothing is of rabbit skin and it has a fur cloak tied over its shoulders. Its hair is made of fur and there are some feathers at the back of its head. The doll's cradle is a little leather bag fastened to a framework. When hummingbird carries the doll she does not take it in her arms but puts it in this bag which she hangs upon her back we shall see real babies carried about in that way when we go to the camp bald eagle has picked up his bow and arrows he shoots at a mark and shows us that he can hit it almost every time by and by he will have a gun of his own and then he will kill as much game as his father does now the indian children show us some of their games they play shinny they also have kicking balls and hoops of basket work through which they try to throw poles while the hoops are rolling the one who can stop the hoop with his pole in this way is the winner they have spinning tops and whipping tops pop guns and sticks and balls like those we saw when we were in eskimo land an indian camp we go with the children to the indian camp we live with them in their tents sitting on the ground which takes the place of the floor their root beds are made of sticks over which furs have been spread. At meal times, we sit on the ground and use our own knives to cut up the food. The Indians do not always have plenty to eat, but our friends just now have enough. They give us dried deer meat and also rabbits and squirrels which have been trapped during our stay. We have fish fresh from the streams. We have nuts and berries and some roots of wild plants. We have also flour and bacon which have been brought by the traders, buy furs of the indians some of this food is cooked out of doors the indians broil their meat and fish upon sticks over the fire they also cook fish in the ashes under a pile of hot coals on rainy days the meals are cooked over the fire pit in the center of the tent the fuel is wood and the only way for the smoke to get out is through the hole at the top where the poles come together one day bald eagle shows us how to get fire without matches he finds a stick of soft wood and makes a hole in its side he then puts the pointed end of another stick into the hole and holding the pointed stick between his palms moves his hands quickly back and forth so that the stick twirls around in the hole by and by a little blue smoke comes and at last a small flame bald eagle can also make fire by striking one hard stone against another if he strikes it just right a spark will fly off this spark may be caught on some dry wood or moss which it lights the indians when they are out on a hunt often make fire in that way indian farmers the indians of the tribe we have been visiting live almost altogether by hunting and fishing there are but few such indians now when the white men came to north america they began to cut down the woods and turn the land into farms as they moved westward they killed the game the deer the bears the buffaloes and the other wild animals became fewer and fewer until now most of the indians would starve if they had no other food but game. the indians in our country today are far different from those whom our forefathers knew only a few of them live in camps and tents most of them live in houses on their farms and on the other lands that the white men have allowed them to have many of the indian farms are now worth a great deal of money and some of the tribes have become rich from the sale of their lands. Some of the Indians have houses like ours, and our government has built schools where the red-skinned boys and girls learn to read and write, as we do. In the southwestern part of the United States, there are tribes of Indians who had become farmers long before the days of Columbus. Their houses were made of mud or of bricks dried in the sun. Each house had many rooms and was the home of a whole village these indians had little farms watered by streams and ditches and they raised corn and cotton they also made pottery and wove beautiful blankets they do so today some of the southwestern indians built their houses upon high cliffs and had their farms on the lowlands they put their houses on the cliffs so that they could more easily defend themselves from their enemies in the southern countries of north america and in the western part of south america are many indians whose people have always been farmers these indians live in houses and some of them are civilized chapter ten